to the DC Tweet Team Podcast, hosted by Andy Burroughs. You know what I mean? Maurice Hawkins. Some people call me Maurice. And Shelly Jordan. Here's the deal, I'm the best there is. And here's your host, Andy Burroughs. Welcome everybody to the DC Tweet Team Podcast. I am your host, Andy Burrows, as always. And as always, I'm joined by my two amazing co-hosts, Mr. Maurice Hawkins and the ever-beautiful Shelley Jordan. Maurice, first of all, how are you, sir? Happy Friday. Hey, Andy. Happy Friday and all that good stuff. All that good stuff. Shelley, happy Friday to you. I know you're having some weather issues over there in the good old US of A, but happy Friday to you, my friend. Yes, happy Friday to everybody, and if you're in the Fredericksburg, Stafford, Spotsylvania area, please be safe. We've got some flooding in our area, power outages, so be safe. Yes, and our very special guest, good buddy of mine, someone who I've been fortunate enough to interact with a few times through the Washington Addicts, and now running his own podcast, the Washington Football Team, the Classified Podcast, my good buddy, L.E., Mr. Lawrence Suggs. How are you, sir? I am wonderful. And hello to everybody out there listening. Glad to be here. A privilege. Guys, tell me this man doesn't already have a voice for radio. Every time I speak right. to Ellie, he is like Mr. Voice. Radio. Yeah, if he doesn't yeah. do some sort of voiceover work soon, I don't know. We can get into that, Ellie. Ellie, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on our podcast. I really enjoy what you do over at the Washington Addicts. I, I love your podcast. I think it's uh, I think it's really, really informative. Um, I, I tune in every week. It's such a good show and product that you are, you are putting out. So honored to have you with us, my friend. Thank you. Uh, Ellie, let's start with you. You are our guest. There is probably only one place to start. Uh, everyone is talking about it. It's been all over social media. Mr. Montez Sweat, my friend. Just straight into it, Ellie. What were your thoughts when you saw it? Is it one of them things where you look, where you hear an interview, and you think, "Why?" You, you might have these opinions, but just don't give that interview. Just, just, just don't say it. If you're not going to yeah. say anything sensible, then don't say anything at all. Everyone's entitled to their own opinions, which we're going to get into mine, Maurice's and yours. But sometimes as a pro sportsman, you just see people talk and you think, as you see the words coming out of his mouth, you just want to get them back. What did you think when you heard Montez <laughs> speaking this week? Well, you're, you're exactly right. And it's really three three things for me. Number one, I wish reporters weren't asking a question. I feel like it's a setup, right, for this type of conversation and controversy. Number two, um, I, I wish that Montez Sweat would have been a little bit more diplomatic in his response. He doesn't have to agree with anything, but the way that you say things makes all the difference in the world. And number three, I wish that there would have been some media training if there hadn't been, maybe there was, and we just don't know, but for all players, the players union has to say, okay, you're going to be asked about this. Here's a way that we prefer you answer this so that they're not just out leaving themselves out there to be hung, you know? Mm, yeah, most definitely. I mean, Maurice, what did you, before we get mine and Shelley's opinion, what do you think when you saw Montez sitting down and giving that uh, interview? Like Ellie said, you know, you, maybe you don't want to see reporters. Maybe it was a loaded question. You know, a lot of reporters, they probably kind of already, reporters get snippets of what's going on in camp. They probably know the players that have been vaccinated. They know the players that haven't. So it, like Ellie said, maybe you shouldn't have asked it the question. Maybe it was loaded. What did you think, Maurice? I mean, I think it's just about, you know, again, finding that, juicy, controversial piece of information that you can put out into the atmosphere for the media and the fans and anyone that has any interest in the Washington football team to react to. I mean, obviously, when you're talking about vaccinations, 
um, it's become a polarizing issue uh, either for people who get vaccinated or people who don't want to get vaccinated. So I think that for Montez to wade into that that debate, you know, was a bit inartful, and I'm probably being generous when I say that. Uh, I think you just have to be mindful of these polarizing issues. And again, like, you know, to Montez's defense, you know, NFL players are not, you know, just because the media covers them, that doesn't mean that they are media professionals. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you ask them questions, you know, the media is trying to get an authentic answer and then they give you an authentic answer. Um, and then um, you get what you get. Mm, yeah. So I, I think that's, that's, that's pretty much what it is. And, I, and just another opportunity for the media to take a shot at Washington football. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, before Shirley, before we get your views, um, I know you've, um, I saw you going backwards and forward with a few people on Twitter. I had to log off for a few days because I was just like, this is getting stupid now. This is just like driving me crazy. So I just took a couple of days off just to do some podcast stuff. And I, look, everyone to their own, Ellie, Shelley, Maurice, he has the right to take the vaccine. He has the right not to take the vaccine. Um I see both sides of it. I know plenty of people over here in the UK who are taking it. I know plenty of people who are, hey, I'm not taking it. I'm fine. But, you know, I never get the flu. Well, you know, people never get the flu because they have the flu shot. They have the flu jab. It's, you know, that's one side of the argument. But then, you know, he doesn't know. He wants to know more about this, uh, about what's going on. But then the Washington football team brought someone in to discuss that with the team. So for me, that answer was a bit silly. Oh, I want to know more about what it is. Well, the team have just brought someone in to sit you guys down and tell you what's happening. Surely that's what like Ellie said, surely like whoever the press officer is or someone just say, Hey, look, just stay clear of this guy. You know, they must over here. Like when we, the, the soccer players hold a prep conference, a lot of them have vetted questions and they know what's coming. And they kind of say, look, stay off this subject. If you get anything on COVID, if you get anything on politics, just don't comment. Because like Marie said, it's just another excuse to have the dig at the Washington football team. So, hey, look, do I agree with him maybe not having the vaccine? No, I've, I personally had it, but that's not that's just me. That's Andy Burrows. I sit over here in the UK. I've had the vaccine. I want to get on a plane. I want to travel to America. I want to go on holiday with my family, you know, so I'll have it. But Shelley... I know I saw you going backwards forwards on social media, and this is the last bit we're going to do on this, and we're going to get into some football talk with our good buddy, Ellie. What did you think of what uh, Mr. Montez Sweat had to say? I mean, personally, it didn't bother me as much, but I certainly learned that it's it's a hot, you know, it's a red button issue. And I learned this week, I'm not for everyone, and apparently neither is Mr. Sweat. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. You know, I I learned very quickly. I'm probably going to stay away from some of these uh, hot issues on Twitter and maybe save them for the podcast. Uh, I I didn't realize that people felt so passionately one way or the other. You know, like I said, I thought maybe you know he had his heart issue. I didn't realize he was cleared that maybe he was feeling a certain way that we just don't know medically yet. Um, if it could affect people long-term with certain issues and maybe people want to see, you know, wait a little while to see if there's some issues there, I, you know, 
I, I was just trying to take up for the guy. There, there. It's not just him. There's, you know, only fifty. What is it? Fifty percent on our team is vaccinated. So it's it's not just him. He's the one taking the bullet. He's not very eloquent in his speaking in front of the microphone. So, you know, he does need a little bit of training there. Hell, I do too. I'm not great either, but you know. He could have he could have said things better. Probably shouldn't have answered it. Probably just should have said he, you know, he should wait. You know, he just wants more information. He just didn't answer it well. And uh, you know, probably should have stayed away from it. Yeah. But it is what it is. I do think in the long run it's his decision. And he got a lot of undeserved heat, I I in my opinion. But it doesn't mean he's not he he's he could be open to changing his mind. I mean, I wasn't going to get the vaccine. I got the vaccine. I'm not comfortable talking about my, my medical decisions, you know, but I think they're private. It's Mm. only because I worked in medical records. You know, I just think everything's private. I don't think the question should be asked personally. That's just me. I just think it's, it's a private thing that, you know, people should, I don't know. It just seems so like open and out there and people just think it's okay to judge somebody. Well, it's not, it's not for you to judge in my opinion on that, in my opinion, because there's so many factors that could go into, into his decision or into anybody's decision on it. So that's what I was trying to get across that everybody thinks that just because he can play in the NFL, then he's healthy enough to get the vaccine. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I Mm. think anybody can have an invisible underlying medical issue that you don't know about. And that's my thing. So that's it. I'll leave it at that. No, very well said, Shirley. Very well said. Uh, Yeah. And just finally, if I learned anything of the whole Montez sweat, the sweat thing, the term keyboard warrior has never been so apt on social media and Washington Twitter. I see Ellie's laughing away there. He knows what I'm talking about. Maurice, it was just ridiculous. I would say one thing to like, we get, we're lucky enough to get quite a lot of listeners to this show now. So everyone hearing my voice now, just let people be themselves. Don't worry about what they're doing. Concentrate on what you're doing. Everyone seems to have an opinion on everything. Yeah, we all have opinions and we all talk sports and someone might like this player and that. But when it comes to his life and his decisions, who gives a shit? Let him decide what he wants to do. If he doesn't want to take the vaccine, he doesn't have to take it. If he wants to take it, let him take it. You know what I mean? But my God, social media and Twitter, Washington Twitter, the hours after were just bashing the guy. I got back when supported someone saying, you know, I had some people that I knew passed away from COVID. So in my opinion, yeah, maybe I've taken it. But I'm not going to hold that against Montez. Like people coming out, kick him off the team. We don't want him around the, the roster. Just shut the fuck up. I mean, Jesus Christ. Well, and I, yeah, not. Not to interrupt Andy and I want to say I'm all for uh you know everyone having their opinions but be respectful and mm. let's let's be respectful in our banter and having those those exchanges mm. I mean just because we don't agree doesn't mean that you're right or I'm right or you're you know what I mean yeah just because no. 
just because I don't agree with you or you don't agree with me doesn't mean we have to keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I don't have to keep repeating what I'm saying, or you don't have to keep repeating what you're saying. Like, you're not going to convince me. I'm not going to convince you. You see what I'm saying? I I, I actually just have a problem with the media asking him a a question about his medical history like that. Yeah, just to That's what I'm saying. You've got a Washington football team player sitting in front of you. Ask him about football. When you say, Ellie, is that like like Marie said? Got a problem with him asking. Just talk to the man about football. Yeah. Well, especially something like this, too, that it's not solely a medical issue. It is fundamentally, but this has now been married into politics, Mm. right? Yeah. So it's almost like asking a person who they voted for or Mm. what religion they follow, right? These are questions that are private to the player. It's not, how's your hamstring doing for the game on Sunday? (laughs) There's so much more into this conversation now that doesn't really facilitate a need to, to go into this because everybody knows what comes with this. Just like you guys are talking about on social media, the social media arguments aren't solely just about Montez Sweat's judgment, right? It's about a, a political affiliation associated with this issue and people are tying themselves to that. So when Montez says he's not getting, oh, well, he must represent this side, right? Or when Shelly says, it's okay that he doesn't get it. Well, Shelly's on this side, you know, and, yeah. and we are so, incredibly divided right now over everything and we're looking for reasons to remain divided as a fan base i would love to see us just be able to put all this uh, to the side and and talk about football is that what people are doing because shelly one of the funniest things just literally last thing on this one of the funniest things i saw on twitter and that was me done for a few i was like i'm just tweeting about the podcast one guy tweeted in the montez sweat thread he said to some guy he said i bet you voted for donald trump yeah. I was like, oh my oh God, my. I'm done. I'm, like, I'm out. I want to talk about Washington. And that, Ellie, we've got you here. Let's talk about Washington. Well, I hate friend. Trump. So FYI, just anybody <laughs> listening, I, I can't stand Trump. And I got vaccinated. So just, <laughs> I'm not... Okay, I just want to put that out there. So let's just clear that up. But go ahead. Yeah, let's talk football. Let's talk about football. about to be on fire. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my, our Twitter is going to blow up oh, after this episode. Oh, does that mean, um, oh, am, are we going to get shit for that too? Great. No, no. All right. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> just can't it's win. Oh, it's no, all good. It's all good. Ellie, um, the chemistry, uh, Paul Turner sent in a good little question for us. Um, just starting off, he said, the chemistry is looking really good at a uh, training camp this season. Uh, do you get a sense of change within the Washington football team of like of previous seasons gone by? You'll be a man who's watched a lot of training camps. who's watched a lot, watched a lot of Washington football. What are you getting? What's your sense from what you see? The little bits that we've been able to see from training yeah. camp. It's, you know, it's, it's insane because chemistry is something that's not really visible, right, to the eye, but it's something you can perceive. And when you watch those clips and you see the team celebrating together and everybody just, you know, going down the field when, when, a, when a backup player makes a play. It starts to speak to you a little bit because, you know, we've seen historically this team not really be together. There's clicks within the organization um, on the field and off the field. And so it's like, oh, well, this person celebrating with this. You know, one of the things like remember when Robert Griffin was going down the sideline on that run against Minnesota and then Kirk Cousins was like straight face, stone face (laughs) on the sideline. You don't see that with this group. Everybody's happy for everybody else. And And it may not amount to wins necessarily, but man, is that good to see. Mm, yeah 100% Maurice a lot of people have been commenting I've been I haven't been active that much on social media the last few days but I've been seeing what people have been typing and what the feedback from training camp obviously the fans are going to get to go soon 
are you getting a sense of uh, the, the change in Washington? We've sat here for over probably 120 episodes now talking about this team. The belief is there now uh, as we get closer to football. That now all has to resonate on the field, doesn't it? Yeah. So I think that I think that the Washington football team. I mean, when I mean the the players on the field, the coaches on the staff. I think they believe. I think they're all bought in on what um, they're trying to achieve in the 2021 season. I think the skeptics are definitely in the media and and a sizable um, portion of this fan base. But I think the team, like they're they're all dialed in and everything like that. And uh, and you saw that with some of the, the uh, like Ellie stated, you know, with a lot of the footage from. Uh, mini camp this week and you know all the plays that are being made and, and shout out to Zach Selby who did uh, a great mm-hmm. job with those um, those huddle reports every day from uh, mini camp and everything because you really got a sense of what was going on there uh, the Washington football team in general did a great job providing content uh, I thought the video of um, Ryan Fitzpatrick um, walking around yeah, with, a, with a 17 year cicada in his beard was just uh, <laughs> was, was crazy I mean, he's here's a guy walking around with a Civil War general beard <laughs> with a, an insect in there. He's just like, "Hey, what's going on, guys?" Mm. You know, and um, so I just think seeing that combination of being lighthearted but also focused and producing in minicamp is as giving um, me as a fan and as a, a person that covers it as a podcaster, you know, a lot of uh, excitement. Um, but I do think that part of the challenge. Uh, with our media apparatus at large and then some fans that they're just still searching for those negative stories um, to, to, to latch on to because they're trying to get eyeballs. And I think that's what we saw earlier this week with Montez. Uh, but I think when we start talking about X's and O's and football, I mean, they're doing everything you could ask them to do uh, going into uh, preseason. Yeah, definitely. Um, Ellie, I heard today that Chase Young's been going around talking to all the rookies, um, giving them advice. Uh, you know, it's only a year removed from people going around giving him advice. Does that A, talk to you how far that young man has come in one season of playing in the National Football League? And uh, B, how how important that is as a former rookie? How do you think that, how, do you, how important do you think that is that the former rookies from last season go around and chat to these young men who have come out of the college game and now in the big bad NFL you know and it, it is a huge step up Chase Young's made it look easy but let's be honest Ellie there's not not many rookies make right. it look as easy as him right exactly I, I think it's really <laughs> indicative of the leadership qualities that Ron Rivera has brought to this team um, not to crap on Jay Gruden but this type of thing just didn't exist oh you can crap on Jay Gruden <laughs> yeah, Ellie, Ellie you can go for it uh, Jay Gruden sucks no but it, uh, <laughs> It just it just shows. Right. Because this type of thing is like top down. And and I'm sure Chase Young was his person already anyway. But part of that equation is the rookies listening to Chase Young. They're bringing the right types of people into the organization, both frontline guys like Chase Young, who are 99 Madden rated type players. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and rookies that might not even make the team but they're all invested and they're soaking it up. But it speaks extremely well of Chase Young because it takes, number one, you have to really believe in yourself to be a second-year player taking leadership in, a, in an NFL locker room with nothing but grown dudes, right? Who are who, and Some of those guys have been in the league for 10 years plus, and they, they've kind of earned their way. You've seen the stories, like how like rookies come in. It's like, hey, not now, youngster. you got to kind of pay your dues. 
somehow Chase Young has paid his dues in this league within one year mm -hmm. to be able to establish the credibility in the locker room. It, it speaks volumes to me about the, the person Chase Young is, the player Chase Young is, and what he's going to do for this organization long term. Yeah, definitely. Shelley, what's your uh, views on the on the rookie class coming up this season? How important is it that they have these mentors? Because like Ellie said, and me and Maurice have said many times, this hasn't always happened in the Washington organization. It's been all for one and one for all. And, you know, they've looked after themselves. It's so important to get around these young rookies because this is going to be a lot of expectation. They're probably the first time in a long time rookies have come into Washington with great expectation on them. We won the NFC East last season. Everyone's saying we are the favorites to win the NFC East this season and go even further into the playoffs. That's a lot of weight on young shoulders, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And I think they're getting a lot thrown at them. I mean, we saw in that clip, um, Coach Rivera's clip, where he said, we're throwing, a, you know, the young guys, we're throwing a lot at you and make sure you read, read everything we're, we're giving you. Um, but I think with that said, they are so lucky to be here because of the talent, the veterans that we have to learn from and the coaching staff that we have in place because the, what's in place right now for them is just amazing and the energy that they're surrounded with. And I'm telling you, Coach Rivera, what he's done is just, I'm amazed in the energy that he's put in place. I believe, and I was the biggest skeptic, you know, the tw last 20 years that we've had, it's just, it's been, it's been difficult and really hard. So I, hell, I believe he's going around saying, I'm taking this team to the Super Bowl and I'm all in. I mean, Super he's doing that. Huh? Yeah. Super Bowl. I like it. I like. I like. He said that. He oh, yeah. said he's going to take this team to the Super Bowl. So I, I, it may not be this year, may not be next year, but I, I do believe. And uh, when he's putting it on sweatshirts on our way up, and I, his mentality is just fantastic, winning. and it's going to take win the winning culture and mm -hmm. the way he's going about it, and so you can see how he is in camp. So with, with everybody, just from the one clip, what was that? Two minute clip? Yeah. Yeah. It was contagious. Mm. I, I, I want, like, I wish they would have did hard knocks with us. Oh, I, 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 yeah. Now I want them to do, I've heard seasons. I said, no, don't do hard knocks at Washington. Now I want it. It'd probably be Dan but Snyder running proud. around with bikinis on his head, on his head and stuff. Yeah. But now yeah, yeah, I'd be proud to be on hard knocks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Finally. Definitely. Um, Ellie, who excites you out of the rookie rookie class from this season? Who are you looking forward to seeing that you think will make the make the you know the field on a Sunday? Who are you looking forward to seeing? I've seen some great clips of the uh, the the former basketball player now tight end this week. He's my God, that guy in what a month from the first clip I saw to him to, to today. I saw some clip footage today. I'm thinking, Jesus, you know, Ron Rivera and his coaching staff are working magic. I mean, who is exciting you heading into the 2021 season? It's, it's really two guys. It's, it's Diami Brown, number one, because I feel like he, better than anybody else, fills a major need, maybe aside from Jamin Davis. But we haven't had a pure deep threat on this roster since Deshaun Jackson left. Mm. And it is in this offense last year, we went sideways so, so much. It was hard to watch at times. So I think he's going to bring a dynamic to this offense that's really going to open things up for everybody else. 
in particular, the running backs. I'm a running back guy. I, I like running backs first. I believe in running the ball before you pass the ball. But we couldn't do that because we couldn't get the ball down the field. So mm -hmm. we were facing stuff boxes and things like that. So I'm really excited what Diami Brown is going to bring to the offense. Yeah. Maurice, who, from what you've seen and who are you thinking uh, will be the standout rookie? We had Chase Lung last year. Last year. That's without question. He was the, the standout rookie. If you had to say now, who would you think would be your standout rookie for 2021? The one with the most expectation on their shoulders. Well, uh, well Jamin Davis has the most expectations on him being the first round draft pick and understanding that if there was a weakness in the Washington football team last year, it was the linebacker core. So mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot on his shoulders immediately, you know, to make sure that they're doing their job to back up that monstrous defensive line, uh, which, which solves a lot of problems and covered a lot of mistakes because of how great they are. So, you know, he's front and center as far as having the most on his shoulders, but I agree with LE that Naomi Brown is going to be on um, that standout rookie that we're going to be talking about. I think that we're going to be talking about, Diami Brown, the way we were talking about Terry McLaurin in his rookie, rookie year. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, what's going to, and he probably is going to have an even bigger breakout year because when Terry McLaurin was on the team, he didn't have a, a Terry McLaurin on the other side mm -hmm. of the field, you know, and you, you, you look just like you, you're looking at Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Diami Brown, um, and then, you know, we got a bevy of, uh, you know, players. I mean, like we talked about earlier this week about the wide receiver battle and, and preseasons are coming up, you know, um, Gandy Golden may plays uh, during mini camp. Did you uh, see that you know, catch from Gandy Golden that they Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Um, you know, he may, you know, he may plays, uh, you know, Isaiah Wright may plays. So, like, it's, you know, there's a lot of wide receivers in there, but I just think as far as, you know, you know, just going to be a standout rookie who's going to make an impact. I think Diami Brown is going to be the guy that we were talking about. And I predict that uh, Shelly will be wearing a Diami Brown jersey before the end of the season. <laughs> so Shelly, that's, that's right. my prediction. I'm a McLaurin girl, but yeah, um, I'm probably going to have, I'm probably eventually going to have all three. I'll probably have uh, Samuel McLaurin and Brown at some point. But yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm a wide receiver girl. Can't use that word anymore, but. Um, hey man, it's the best hashtag on, in Washington football team Twitter. Wide, so. wide receiver whore, yeah. I did, did you see where I got my dog the shirt? I got my Sorry. dog the wide, yeah. I got my dog the wide receiver whore shirt. So yeah, I, we'll, we'll be I'm seeing sure that during you, the season. Yeah. If you wear that jersey to FedEx Field first game of the season, I guarantee you won't pay for any beers the whole game. Wide receiver whore? I can't do that. My husband would kill me. That is not happening. That Maurice, I might, wear that, I might wear that jersey to the He'll drink for free. He'll drink for, he'll drink for free. Yeah. No, for I don't free. care. Free I don't care. I'll be divorced, Maurice. It's not worth it. But anyways. Your husband back, won't divorce you. He's he a smart guy. To me. He won't talk to me. But anyways. Well, I'll be a um, peaceful go, house, Shelly, with a hangover. It'll be worth it. Don't worry about it. Going back to football, um, I really think I really think um, the addition of Samuels and Brown, I think it just opens up every because McLaurin was doing trying to do it all, you know, try, really trying to do it all. Mm -hmm. And now we have a complete, we have all these weapons, and we did we just didn't have that, and it really it just opens up our offense so much more. And I cannot wait. I just can't wait to finally have an offense with weapons i'm gonna be so freaking excited yeah definitely so, um yeah 
Ellie, we asked on uh, Michael on Monday's show who he thought would be the surprises that got cut that may not make the roster. Uh, who, in your opinion, are the guys that you you would like to see on the team? But who's the one that you think ooh, could be borderline whether we see them come September? I'm going to give you two. Um, Cam Sims. I'm not sold. I I think the the likelihood is that he'll make the roster. But statistically speaking, his year last year was very similar to Kevin Harmon's rookie year in eight games. And and uh, Sims started, I think, 10 games for us last year. So his production wasn't overly incredible. I think sometimes we have the problem of comparing people to themselves. And so far in his career, he wasn't what people wanted him to be. So we counted his year last year as sort of a breakout season. And it was, it was sort of pedestrian if you look at it um, in a vacuum. And I think Kyle Allen's probably at risk, too of somebody that, you know, potentially we'd want to be on the roster just as a third quarterback, especially with COVID not completely over. Um, but I just heard so little about him out of these reports from camp that it makes me a little bit nervous that maybe he won't be here. Yeah, definitely. Um, while we're talking about camp, Ellie, uh, Mr. Heineke has been impressive in camp. And uh, as usual, uh, Twitter was a blow today saying that, you know, is there a legitimate quarterback competition with bringing in a Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, we said this, me and Maurice and Shelley, when they originally brought him in, I couldn't see him coming to Washington if he wasn't guaranteed to start. His his age, he's not going to want to sit as a backup or as a, you know, as a as a QB2. Do you, do you seriously, seriously think that Heineke, come September, there could be a chance that we see Heineke under center? No. And, and the reason I say that is, um, number one, Heineke was here all offseason. And they still got Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? The coaches <laughs> knew what he is. They knew what he was. They know what he can do. And they still decided to go get Ryan Fitzpatrick, even though Kyle Allen was coming back from the injury. Um, number two, you said it. Ryan Fitzpatrick went through the worst scenario as a quarterback you can probably ever ask to go through the in Dolphins. Miami last yeah. year with Tua getting benched for a player that you're playing better than, at least in, in the early parts of the season. I didn't follow that team the whole way. Him signing up to do that again seems a little bit, out of the realm of, of what I think he would do, especially because he signed so early on in free agency, he had options and he decided to come here because I feel like there was a little wink, wink deal that he's going to be the starter going in. And I don't really see that changing. Yeah. Uh, Maurice, what are you thinking with, uh, I've been scrolling through social media, but just now I'm looking through Washington Twitter and people were still getting into it of Fitzpatrick Heineke. And a lot of people saying, well, it's good to see there's a competition and maybe come September Heineke could, could be our starter. Do you foresee any circumstance where that happens? Uh, unless Fitzpatrick gets injured, no. Mm. Uh, I mean, my thing is that I think the only way Heineke gets on the field if there's if we have a really, really bad start, like if we're like 0-4, 1-3, you know, uh, Fitzpatrick is turning over the ball, you know, uh, costing his games. But, I mean, he's a cagey veteran. I mean, he knows how to protect the ball. He knows how to play within the confines of the offense. So I don't really predict that happening. Um, and I think the team is going to be much, much improved this year where I think it's going to be really hard for us to go like a 1-3 and three and 0-4. Oh and but if we do go 0-4, oh you know, 1-3, and three, then, you know, you know, the calls for Heineke are going to be very, very loud because he's kind of like, you know, he's like a local legend now. You know, he went to college at Old Dominion. You know, he had that gutsy playoff game, you know, in the play. So there's a, there is a Taylor Heineke caucus in Washington football, but there's always like a backup quarterback caucus. I mean, no matter who's the starter, there's always like this backup quarterback caucus. I mean, we saw it with um, RG3, 
And Kirk Cousins, we saw it with, you know, back in the day with uh, Doug Williams and Jay Trader. And of course, the most legendary one would be Billy Kilmer and Sonny Jurgensen. So it's, that's always a thing in Washington football. But, you know, again, if, if Fitzpatrick plays lights out, you know, we're 4 and 0, 3 and 1, 2 and 2, then he's got nothing to worry about. Mm. Shelly, what do you think going through like a, a Heineke's, what's his thought process right now? Because, you know, He's been told there's competition, but like Ellie and Maurice have said, is there really competition? I mean, hey, none of us have ever been professional sportsmen, so we all know he's going to go out there and try his best. But in the back of his mind, he must be thinking, come September, I, I have to be prepared to be the backup quarterback for the Washington football team. Yeah, I mean, look, he's come in, he's 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 done everything he said he was going to do, right? He said he was going to beef up, he said he was going to work out and get pumped up. He did. He looks great. I mean, he's, he's packed on, I don't know how much muscle. I mean, he looks fantastic. Um, all he can do is be prepared and be ready for when his number's called. And I think that's exactly what he's doing. Um, as far as a true quarterback competition, I don't know. I mean, you know, look, it comes down to whether or not when Fitz gets out on that field, come – you know, true game time, whether or not he's got the chemistry with everyone on the field, you know, in true game, game experience, you know what I mean, when the game's happening. So whether or not he can get the timing right with our wide receivers, the tight ends, you know, they can run the routes, get, you know, that's my only concern mm. because we know Heineke, you know, we saw it in the one game, in the yeah. one game. Doesn't mean that it would, you know, doesn't mean, you know, lightning can keep striking, you yeah. know? Yeah, it's it a long season once. as well. Yeah, it happened. It was good that it happened, but it yeah, happened it, once. It was beautiful. It was a fantastic game, but, you know, we have a veteran in, in fits and we'll just have to see what happens. So who knows? I, I'm concerned about chemistry with fits and the timing. So we'll just have to see. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, talking of vets, Ellie, Mike V has set my Twitter. I've just looked down at my Twitter. I've got 36 messages to catch up on. Mike V has put and tagged me in it, which is fair play to him. Uh, he's opened a discussion here. I don't know if you guys have seen it. On trading for Aaron Rodgers, LE, for the Washington football team, he's put whatever the trade composition, I'm okay with trading either Sweat, Chase Young, I want to keep them both, but looking into the future, can we pay both of them and as well keeping an Allen and Payne? What would you what do you think of that? I mean, I, I can't read through all these messages now. I will do once we finish <laughs> recording this podcast, Ellie. But is that something that you would be open for? I mean, I'm not I, I don't even think I'd chase young for to get my to get my own mother out of uh, captivity. You know, she can stay there. We've got Chase Young. I mean, you, you can't give away <laughs> things for, for, for Chase, can you, Ellie? And we're talking Montez Sweat. Obviously, we do the, the big issue is as well, Ellie, we are gonna have to pay. Allen and Payne, they're going to want paying soon. We can't keep all these players. There's a lot of players coming to the end of rookie deals. Is this something that you could foresee in, the, in Washington's future? So, yes, we can pay everybody because the salary cap is going to continue to expand. Mm -hmm. I mean, prior to this year, we weren't sure we could pay Terry, and then the salary cap blows up by so much money that, oh, look, we can fit this deal in. 
Um, the, the ways that people consume media are not going to reduce. They're only going to increase, which means more money for the NFL and a higher salary cap. Now, in terms of trading anything for Aaron Rodgers, I'd be really hesitant to do it because what happens is, is it takes a window that we believe we have, which we think is probably what, three to five years. And it narrows that window to about two years. Mm-hmm. You have to win the Super Bowl in the next two years because you can't reliably expect to get top tier performance from Aaron Rodgers beyond the next two years. Um, so you're really putting a lot of pressure on yourself to win right now. I think we have the ability to win now, but I don't know if we have Aaron Rodgers. Is that enough to get by Brady and the Bucks? Is it enough to get by some of the other teams that are out there, the Chiefs, if we make it to the Super Bowl? Um, so I would do it depending on the cost to give up. I'm not giving up Sweat and or Chase Young. Certainly not. I mean, if you're talking about a Matt Ioannidis, maybe, um, even though I love <laughs> Matty I. But none of the premier defensive players that are really going to carry us for the next 10 years. No way. Yeah. Maurice, I'm, I'm I'm Ellie. I'm hundred percent with you. I don't even have to reply to all these messages. Just listen to this podcast. I'm with Ellie. And yeah, I mean, Maurice, is there any circumstance like Mike's put, uh, he would give up sweat young. Um, he's worried about keeping them both in the future. Like, but like Ellie said, the salary cap's going to only going to go up and up. What's your thoughts? And I just think it goes against everything that, Ron Rivera is trying to trying to build in Washington. You know, we said on the last podcast, if Fitzpatrick goes lights out next season, there's probably a chance that he stays for one more year. You know, look at Tom Brady. He's the he's the benchmark now for quarterbacks. They're probably thinking, hey, this guy's playing well into his 40s. He doesn't really move outside the pocket much as long as Fitz has still got his arm. Do we really need an Aaron Rodgers, Maurice? I'm just kind of tired of the quarterback pornography that's on Twitter about uh, you know, you know, it's just basically, ooh, this week is Aaron Rodgers, then oh, it's Russell Wilson, oh, it's Deshaun Watson, or drafting a rookie. Like, I don't know. There's just like, it's I, I get it. Like, you guys want like a, a, a marquee quarterback to so buy their jersey and and get a box of Wheaties with the face of the quarterback on it. But you know, that's it's more winning football. Maurice, what's Wheaties? The, the quarterback. <laughs> I'm English. Wheaties. Wheaties is a cereal. Right, and it's called okay. the Breakfast of Champions, you know. Right, okay. Before I'm... Caitlyn Jenner became, was was Bruce Jenner, the Olympic champion, uh, he was on um, Wheaties, but now she's running for governor. So okay. um, I've, learned... <laughs> I've learned something new. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. So, um, but I just say all that to say is that you know, like, let's build a team up, right? Because again, like, just because you blow up the team and give up your most valuable defensive asset, I mean, and Chase Young and Montez Sweat for Aaron Rodgers, that's still not guaranteed that you're going to win a Super Bowl. Like, like Ellie said, Brady's still there, right? You know, and not only Brady, you still got uh, Russell Wilson still out there. You still got uh, that man in Kansas City, uh, you know, doing his thing. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes. So there's some players out there. I mean, you know, heck, you got uh, um, uh, Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. I mean, they may get their act together this year. So this is not a guarantee that just because we bring Rodgers here that you're going to pencil us into the Super Bowl. It's just not. And I just like the path that Ron is taking. Ron is building a team with depth that has strength all across the board. Like if you talk, I mean, we, we didn't even talk about our tight end unit. I mean, Logan Thomas and Bates. And um, and Reyes, you know, like you know, we have depth everywhere, you know, and, and we have. I think they're going to get. They're going to see a lot of the ball as well, Maurice. With like Ellie said, with the options down the field, that's going to open up. Yeah. Our tight ends are going to find more space on the field because they're going to be so worried about the deep ball with Washington. Our tight ends are going right. to have a, a, a lot of space. Some of them might be used as a blocking tight end. Some of them, like Logan Thomas, is only going to get better and better. So yeah, I 100% agree with you there. Mm. 
I mean, if you look at if you look at the history of this franchise, you know, we've won, uh, you know, the, the three Super Bowls we won, we didn't have like the best quarterback ever. You know, Joe Thompson wasn't the best quarterback ever. You know, Doug Williams was on the back the back nine of his career. You know, he was a backup and he just played better in that run. And then probably the, the best signal caller of the three, just by sheer statistics in the season, was Mark Rippon. But career-wise, he was he wasn't on the level of a Brady or Rogers or Breeze or Wilson or Mahomes. So I just think that you don't have to have the greatest quarterback in the history of mankind to win a Super Bowl. You just got to have a great team around a decent quarterback that can make plays, who can protect the ball, and can execute in the red zone. And I think that's what we have with Fitzpatrick. I think that's why they signed him. And I just think we got to trust the process, coach. coach Trust Coach Rivera and his staff to make the right decisions. Mm. Shelly, like Ellie said, the salary cap is going up. Do you think we will just have to pay all these guys? Allen, Payne, Terry McLaurin's going to need Payne again real soon. And geez, we need to pay whatever he wants. Just give it to him. Do you do you think, Shelly, that you know we are building something really, really good in Washington? At the minute, it's all talk. It's all on the practice field. I think it will resonate over to, to the field on a Sunday. And I think this team under Ron Rivera, I agree with what you said earlier, he will take us to a Super Bowl. Shelly, do you think that we will have to just end up, we will end up just paying all of these guys and keeping this unit together? Because, you know, to build a great team, you need to have uh, continuity and keep these players together. And do you think we'll finally do that at Washington and gone to the days of chop change, chop change every single season, us having to learn a million new players all the time? God, I hope so. I mean, I hope we can keep them together. Um, I just hope they want to stay here. And they want to remain a unit. That's the most important thing because, you know, we've seen too often going back to Brandon Sheriff, you know, not taking, you know, a good deal. Um, oh, Ellie, she's going to talk about Brandon Sheriff. No, I'm not. I'm not going to go back and I'm not going to like go off or anything. But I'm just saying, you know, he, he, he got a good deal for, I think, for what he's worth. Um, and he, and he turned it down because ultimately I don't think he wants to be here personally. That, that's my opinion. But I think this unit knows that they're building something special. So I, I really think that that's going to come into play. I hope that's my opinion. So we'll have to see how it plays out. We'll just, we'll just have to see. And, and like Ellie said, um, you know, the cap salary is going up. That's going to really help us. And so, you know, fingers crossed, fingers crossed that we can pay everybody. I think that's, that's going to help us. The quarterback position, like Maurice said, you know, we won three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. I was on that train for a while there. I was getting excited about the thought of Aaron Rodgers, thought of, you know, I don't know who else. I was, I was, uh, oh, I was on the everyone Deshaun. that's ever played football. Yeah, well, everybody, you know, <laughs> I was excited because you know I wanted our franchise guy there for a little while. I've settled down. I, you know, realities. Yeah. I think Ron, I think Ron Rivera's done that to us all, though, Shelley. I think he's calmed us all down. I think, yeah, like Ellie said, yeah. you know, we he's he's building something. Uh, like Maurice pointed out, you know, trust the trust in the process that Ron Rivera is doing. That you know, we, like we said earlier about Jay Gruden, we never would have thought this under him. We've said many times in his podcast. So yeah, yeah I've settled think, down. Reality yeah. settled in, Reality set is, in, and Ron I think Rivera everybody. Effect. Yeah, I think everybody just needs to trust the process and settle down and just get over the thought of a franchise guy because we don't need one and. 
we have a bridge quarterback and we might for next year too. So just relax yeah. and chill and enjoy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ellie, just finishing up, my friend, uh, it's an absolute pleasure to have you come and chop it up a little bit with us. What's your thoughts for 2021 season, Ellie, if you had to give us a little prediction now? What do you want to see from the Washington football team? What does your heart tell you and what does your head tell you? All right, so what I want to see is um, Scott Turner proving that this offense can be successful because Scott Turner's a play call has not done that yet. And I think anything coming out of the season needs to be built around that. We know the defense is going to fly around. Jack Del Rio is a proven defensive coordinator in this league. Scott Turner is not a proven offensive coordinator. If anything is going to hold us back, it's going to be the play calling. Um, my, my heart tells me, uh, or at least wants me to believe that we're going to go a long way. And and I, and there's a lot of evidence to support that, you know, we just, we have talent, we have the right coaches in place between Rivera and Del Rio um, and the division. We're better than every other team in the division. It's just the way it is, you know, yeah, um, my man, <laughs> my head tells me to be careful because, you know, as much as we talked about Heineke kind of having that lightning in the bottle game against Tampa, we know what Fitzpatrick has been throughout the duration of his career. And we can't forget that either. So as much as we want to believe that he's going to come in and just kill it this year, which I hope he does. We also have to remember that statistically speaking, that has never been the case for the time that he's been in the NFL. So we got to be careful with the expectations there too. I think he can do enough within this offense if him and Scott Turner are on the same page to keep us going forward. And then we have the athletes on the field to make plays once they get the ball to really put us over the top. But, you know, we just have to be careful with that. Yeah. Very well said, my friend. Very well said. Uh, Ellie, uh, tell our listeners at the DC Tweet Team uh, podcast, you are like one of the busiest working men in this, in this, what we do talking Washington football, tell our listeners where they can find you and where they can find your great podcast that you put out weekly. Yeah, I appreciate that. And then once again, thanks for having me on. This was great. It's a lot of fun. And shout out to my co-host, Eric. Uh, he does a great job with me as well. And he does. you can find us on Twitter at Declassified WFT. We just crossed a thousand followers. So thank you, everybody who followed us there. Oh, you got the um, 17. I saw that earlier. Yeah, we got it. it. Good, we man. Got well it. Done. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, our podcast is everywhere. Amazon, uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, and really our intent is just to provide information. We don't want to we don't want to shape your opinion or tell you what your opinion should be. We just want to give you information to help you know you form an opinion on your own. So and we have a lot of fun doing it. We listen to you guys' stuff as well, and you guys do a tremendous job. And it was a lot of fun. So thanks for having me here. Ah, uh, yeah, anytime, Ellie. You are always more than welcome to come and chop it up. Uh, like I say, I listen to your podcast. I catch up most of mine when I'm at work over my headphones. So I listen to you guys. You, you, you and your colleagues, do, you do a great, great job, my friend. So uh, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing, my friend. Keep killing it. And uh, yeah, we look forward to having you back on with us uh, sometime uh, when the season starts. All right, I'll be back. Thank you guys so much. No worries. Maurice, a pleasure as always, my friend. I wish you a happy weekend. I haven't watched Loki yet. I am going to catch up on the weekend, so I will be... Don't look at me like that. I will be texting you over the weekend to uh, to let you know what I think. But have a great weekend, my friend. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, as always. Shelley, I hope the weather improves. I hope you get your power back. I hope everything's restored over your, your side of the Atlantic, my friend. But it's been a pleasure me talking, talking Washington you. football with you this week, and I will catch up with you on Monday. Thank you. Sounds good. It was nice to meet you, Ellie. And uh, you guys all have a nice weekend. Be yeah. safe.
Everybody have a nice weekend. Uh, This has been the DC Tweet Team podcast. I have been your host, Andy Burrows, with Maurice Hawkins, Shelley Jordan, and one of the best voices in the podcast game, (laughs) Mr. Ellie. Till next time, everybody. Stay safe.